And I am his dad, Jeff Burnham. And we're coming to you from Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. And this movie is Nightmare Before Christmas. Do you remember the year of this one? 1993. Nice. Well done. Well, this episode, I'm going to let Al carry most of the show. We need to get this recorded so I can get it edited and posted for the holidays. Yep. It is a little bit difficult for me to talk for an extended period of time because I had a minor oral surgery. What was this? Four days ago? Yeah, give or take. Yeah. And my mouth is still pretty sore. But that's okay because Al's seen this movie a bunch of times and he can get you through this. Yeah. So, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Why don't you tell our listeners about it? Well, it starts off in... Like a graveyard with lots of ghosts singing a song. And I'm going to try to do my best of doing the song. Oh, yeah? You're going to sing the song? Yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 Good job, dude. Well, hold on a second, though. Something's fishy here. What's Halloween got to do with Christmas? It's called Nightmare Before Christmas in Nightmare's Spook. Oh, so it's spookiness and Christmassiness all in one? Yeah. Mm, How do they manage that? Well, you most focus on the... Halloween Town. In the Halloween Town, they figure out the Christmas is coming, so they try to take over Christmas. Oh, so it's Halloween taking over Christmas. Yep. That's kind of like in our house, because I watch a ton of horror movies around Christmas time. Uh, y'all? Because I tell you what, man, if Christmas wants to take over Halloween, like it does every year with the decorations, when they got all the Christmas decorations out before Halloween... I'll let Halloween take over Christmas in our house. Uh, y'all, that's totally right. Because we have a lot of Christmas plus monsters in the Christmas movies, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, when you think about it, the most classic of Christmas stories, A Christmas Carol, is about a guy being met by what? Um... The Ebenezer Scrooge story? Yeah. What's in that story? It's a mad guy who's trying to take Christmas away. He's trying to take Christmas away. Okay. But what does he meet during the story? He meets three ghosts. Ghosts. That's right. So even the most classic Christmas story is about ghosts. Yeah. 
And then Christmas has old stories like Krampus. You know, Krampus has always been a part of the oh. Christmas legends. But well. yeah, so monsters and Christmas are actually surprisingly connected, yeah. right? So Halloween Town, they take over Christmas, right? Keep it up. Yeah. Keep going. And one time they say we're waiting for a special guy and like a tiny earlier you see like a skeleton it's jack the skeleton i think he's called jack skellington jack skellington the pumpkin king mhm they usually call him the pumpkin king and he comes in and with a jack-o-lantern on his head and he lights himself on fire yeah yeah well, since it's Halloween Town, the only thing they do is celebrate Halloween. They yeah. plan all year for Halloween. They don't have any other holidays. And he gets so bored of um celebrating Halloween that he wants to try to celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what it's basically about. They're like, he gets bored of celebrating Halloween. Then he takes over Christmas. But how does he find out about Christmas? Well, he goes out way, 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 way into the woods, and he sees a Christmas tree, and he goes in. It's, like, basically white, and there's snowflakes, and he's like, Whoa! And he's, like, twisting <laughs> yeah. around in, like, a portal, basically, and he drops... Until, like, a snow head first. Okay, yeah. And then he looks up, and he's doing a song. Like, there's some songs in this movie. There's tons of songs in this yeah, movie. They're right. almost always singing. Yeah, basically. I think they were singing while they were even making the stuff. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, they were. I think. When they were making the presents and stuff? Yeah. yeah. It's like... Um, Halloween taking over Christmas singing movie, basically. <laughs> it's I called right? a musical. Yeah. Um, so it's Halloween taking over Christmas musical. There you go. Well, how well do they do? Like They do pretty good on the Halloween songs. Oh, oh, so you're going to review the music now. Okay, that's not what I was asking, but that's interesting. What do you make of the music? Well, well. The music, they do the music at the right time they need to do the music. That is what's perfect about the movie. Hmm. So there's no music in it that you wouldn't have in it. There was no song you didn't like. No, I'm not talking about like that. If it wasn't in the right spots that need to be, it wouldn't be great. But since the... Music is in the right spot. It's great. Okay, I got you. So the movie wouldn't maybe make sense if you moved the songs around. Yeah. Okay, right. that makes sense to me. Okay. Because, like, at the thing, it says, like, this is Halloween because you're in Halloween town. That totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't make sense if they said this is Halloween and they were in, I don't know. A fish canning factory? Yeah, that wouldn't make any sense. Okay, so the movie's got logic. Gotcha. Like, if they move the song around to, like, the end of the movie, 
and they put we like we are ghosts or something that wouldn't make any sense. Hmm. So like the right songs are in the right place. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So they take over Christmas. You're saying, but there's a Christmas town, right? Yes. If there's a Halloween town, there's a Christmas town. And there's also all the other things. Holidays. All the other holidays like Easter, Thanksgiving, and St. Patrick's Day and stuff, like all of the other ones, but he goes into Christmas town. Okay, so this could have easily been the nightmare before Easter or the nightmare before Valentine's Day if he'd gone in a different door. Yeah. If he'd gone in any different door, Except Christmas, it will be like nightmare before something, but it's nightmare before Christmas. Okay, so because he goes into the Christmas tree door, then he tries to give it out, but they don't understand. Who doesn't understand? The monsters. So Halloween Town doesn't understand Christmas. No, so he tries to teach them, but they don't still understand. And why don't they understand? Because they've never heard of it. And, like, all their toys bite. Oh, so what's what's Christmas about? Like, as you understand it, what's Christmas about? Christmas is about being your best. Because being your best is being good. And that's if you're naughty, you don't get presents. If you're not naughty... You do get presents. And it's a time for? Um, celebrating each other. Oh, and of course there's a lot of giving at Christmas, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's something you've been big on this year, doing charity stuff. Yeah. Which is a big part of Christmas. Yeah. You know, the way we celebrate it here at Frankenstein's Monkey Farm, a lot of charity, a lot of giving. And so I like the way you put it. You know, it's about each other. And being the best us that we can be. I like that. Yeah. Okay, so that's how you understand it. It's about yeah. giving and being the best us we can be and being nice to each other and treating each other well. What do the I, monsters think it is? The monsters, not counting Jack Skeleton, the Pumpkin King, not counting him, they think that all the things are regular in their town but in their town, like all the toys bite. Mm-hmm. And then do the- they give things? Yes, they do. Okay. They give spookiness. Oh, so they don't give good things. Mm. They give bad things. Yeah. So like, okay. The first present you see is like a chopped off head. Is that not nice? Um, no. Oh, I guess I better go get rid of one of your presents under the tree. Um. Because okay. <laughs> I got you a chopped off head. Well. For Christmas, you know, because um, I figured you'd like that. I got you a snake eating tree that I shouldn't have got you because in the oh, movie. Oh, was... important lessons being learned here. We learned not to get each other snakes and severed heads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're giving out spookiness. Yeah. Instead of niceness. Yeah. It's almost like during Christmas time, Mm -hmm. you're supposed to get and give treats. Yeah. But they're only giving tricks. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Because they're Halloween town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not Christmas. And we go into Santa's part, and he says, basically, no one has been naughty, but he, Jack the Skeleton, the Pumpkin. I keep calling him Jack the Skeleton, the Pumpkin King. I'll just call him the Pumpkin King. Okay. Call him the Pumpkin King. That works for me. Yeah. Um, the Pumpkin King, he gives, like, everyone some presents, but he doesn't know if, like, the things, if you're naughty or not naughty. Oh, so he doesn't care who's naughty and nice. No, he doesn't even know about it. Oh, uh, yeah, because, well, I mean, why would he? He's from Halloween Town. Yeah. So he gives everybody bad presents as if everybody was naughty? Yeah, basically that. Oh, man. And basically everyone was good. But he does it, you're saying? Yeah. What about Santa? What happens to him? He tries to do it, but everyone already got spookies. And then, like, I can't tell you this, but at the end of the movie, he, like, switches. He takes the spooky things, takes them, puts nice things in. Santa does. Yeah, Santa. Well, I mean, but where is he? So if Jack Skellington is giving out all these spooky presents, where's Santa Claus? Why isn't he giving out the presents? How is it that Halloween Town takes over Christmas? Well, Halloween Town, they get their stuff really fast. But in Santa's place, they have to literally make it from basically scratch. Oh, okay. So Halloween Town whips this whole thing together. Super fast. Okay, but here's my question, though. This is what I'm really asking. Why doesn't Santa deliver the presents? He doesn't come because Jack I mean, the Pumpkin King tells three little gray trick-or-treaters to go and find Santa. First, <laughs> they accidentally go into the wrong thing it's an egg then they get the easter bunny and then one of the guys said bunny yeah that's one of my favorite parts of the movie when the, the guy with the axe on his head goes bunny and it scares the bunny and then he runs back into the bag and then the pumpkin king says that's not the right one. It looks like this. And then he holds up a Christmas tree cookie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they get Santa, and he says, put him in the best comfortable place. And they said, the boogeyman is the best comfortable place in this town. Yeah, because they're Oogie Boogie's boys, we hear. Yeah. The best trick-or-treaters work with Oogie Boogie, who's the Boogeyman. Yeah. And if you want to learn more about Boogeyman, you can listen to Al's Monster Stampede, Boogeyman, yeah. to learn about how to recognize and defend yourself against Boogeyman. This is a totally sort of different Boogeyman from what you talked about oh, there. Yeah. When you kill, when Jack Skeleton kills him, I'm going to spoil this right here. Spoiler alert. When Jack kills him, he pours bugs because he's made of bugs. Yeah, like bugs in a sack body. Yeah, basically. Yeah. In a green sack. And so he's got Santa. Yeah. 
It doesn't sound too good for Santa to be captured by the boogeyman. And later, the girl tries to save Santa. Sally is her name. Sally? Yeah, she's like, uh, well, how would you describe Sally? I would say she's like, basically, hmm, like a zombie looking stitched paper, I guess? Okay, sure. She's kind of like a doll lady almost, but almost like a Frankenstein monster woman, like a bride of Frankenstein sort of lady. But she's stitched together. Yeah, and she's made by a mad scientist who has like long lips. And he's like, he looks like a duck. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Big Lips, the mad scientist. Yes. (laughs) And like he tries to make his own self, but different. And he's the one that makes the reindeers. Yeah, they have skeleton reindeer to pull Jack's sleigh. And then it's at night, and the Pumpkin King says to his dog, What bright nose? You can lead the sleigh tonight. Yeah, because he's got a ghost dog. And I really, Daddy didn't see this, but I saw he has a tiny, tiny, the tiniest pumpkin nose in the world. Yeah, Zero's got a jack-o'-lantern nose, which I never really noticed, mostly because, and I know our listeners are going to hate me for this probably, I don't watch this movie much. (laughs) It's it's not specifically Halloween-y or Christmas-y enough for me. I think to put the two together like this, I just don't know when to watch it. (laughs) That's kind of my problem. I don't know what time of year to watch it during, because during Halloween time, I think, oh, that's too Christmas-y. And during Christmas time, I think uh, it's too Halloweeny. I don't know. Well, to me, is to me, there's more Halloween than Christmas. Okay. So, but I think watch? we usually save it for this time of year because it's called Nightmare Before Christmas. It's at least got Christmas in the title, so might as well have more spookiness in our Christmas time. Yeah. I mean, when you live in a place called Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. Yeah, you got to maximize the spookiness. Yeah, right. Spookiness to all the years. Yeah. Spookiness to all of them. We keep Halloween in our hearts all year round. Yep. Yeah, we do. So they kidnap Santa Claus. Boogeyman gets him. Jack delivers presents. How do the people react? They make like a flying pumpkin king, basically. And one makes... Like a dead duck. Oh, you're saying the the monsters in Halloween Town when yeah. they're making the presents. And then the brother and the sister, they run up the stairs. Yeah, the presents go crazy because they're yeah. all like monster presents. Yeah. And they're trying to kill the kids, eat the kids. One eats a tree. Yeah. It's like the giant white and orange snake. Whoa. Looks and a lot like the sandworm from Beetlejuice. Yeah, it does. Well, guess what? What? The executive producer of this movie, who worked on the story and everything. I know what you're going to say. What? He made Beetlejuice. He made Beetlejuice. Tim Burton. That's right. He was the one we saw introduce the movie. We played the introduction. That was Tim Burton. He made Beetlejuice, and he produced Nightmare Before Christmas. Cool. Which, honestly, a lot of people, I think, mistake this movie as being directed by Tim Burton because it feels so much like a Tim Burton movie. It does? 
Yeah, I mean, those monsters are all very Beetlejuicy. Yeah. So, he goes and delivers presents, scaring yeah. all the kids, but how do the rest of the humans react? Um, like the police, they send off searchlights. He thinks that they're celebrating. Yeah, he doesn't understand, right? This whole movie is about Jack Skellington not understanding things. And then they shoot at him, and Zero almost gets hit. And Jack Skellington, I mean, the Pumpkin King leans down and said, Be careful down there, you almost hit us. And then they hit a reindeer, and he's like, They're actually trying to shoot us. Yeah. So I think he tells Zero to go up higher. I think. But what happens to them ultimately? Yeah. All the reindeers get knocked off. And then some of the reindeers get hit. And then the thing where the pumpkin king is sitting gets destroyed. And he falls. And falls right out of the sky. Yeah. And then as all this stuff is broken. And actually he's so far gone that his jaw came off of his face. Whoa. Yeah. Can that happen on you? No, only Here, let me, No, let me try. Let me try. Here. Oh, I've almost got it. Almost. <laughs> ah, don't tickle me. <laughs> so, he fails. Yeah. Jack Skellington, the and pumpkin then, king, can't do Christmas. And then he comes up and he says very seriously and loud and, like, very Halloween-y. Loud, he says, I am the Pumpkin King. Mm, he accepts his role. Yeah. He realizes he can't do Christmas, that he is Halloween, and that's what he was meant to do. Yeah. But he changes his mind immediately. He he fights the boogeyman. Oh, why? Because he took over Christmas and he got shot down, so... He's trying to save Christmas. He gets Santa and mm. after, I know this, he says she's his friend. Sally. Yeah. So he gets both of those out of there and he fights the boogeyman. Yeah, and he whoops on him. Yeah, dude. Those like these night cards with actual knives. He mm -hmm. just dodges all the knives, basically. And these, like, zombie shooters jumped on all of the guns. And then, basically, I think he got something, and, like, I think he got, like, a knife and stabbed the boogeyman, basically. Whoa, dude, that sounds pretty rad. And then his thing came off, and, like, his bug fell off, and while his bugs fall off... His voice becomes, he says, like, my bugs, my bugs. And later he says, my bugs, my bugs. Yeah, because he becomes, like, one bug. Basically. And he says, my bugs, my bugs. Because, like, without the bugs in the sack over him, he couldn't talk like regular boogeyman. At first, he can talk like, my bugs, my bugs. And then he starts to go, my bugs, my bugs. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And then Santa comes and says, I won't trust you. She's the only one I'll trust. Mm, Cause he she, trusts Sally. Yeah, because yeah, 
And this is a very sad moment about Christmas and Halloween in the movie.、Mm-hmm. He picks up a flower, and it's like a Christmas tree, and then the Christmas tree lights on fire. Whoa! And then turns to dust. Well, what does that say to you? What do you think that means? That Sally, she doesn't know about Christmas, and she's like the goodest in the town. Yeah. She ultimately is the one who goes to save Santa first. She should be the main character. Hey, man, I'm not. I'm not against that idea. One of the reasons that I think I don't watch this movie that much is I don't really connect with Jack. No. I understand Sally a lot more than I、yeah. do Jack. I find her far more empathetic. Yeah. Than I do Jack. Like. So I'm with she, you. I I like her. I wish she was the main character. And I wish the movie was called "The Sally Before Christmas." No, no, Saving Christmas Before Christmas. Oops,、like, all spookies. Yeah. Spookies in my Christmas. Yeah. Get your spookies out of my Christmas. Yeah, that's what it should be. That's a line for Santa. There you go. <laughs> Get your spookiness out of my Christmas. <laughs> I like it, dude. We got、yeah. something going here. So, would you recommend this movie? Yeah. Why? I would recommend this movie because I think you would agree with me when you watch the movie that Sally should be the main character. So, I recommend that movie because Sally's awesome. You're yes. saying? Yes. Okay, watch it for Sally and. We also see Sally so much in the castle、mm-hmm. that she should be the main character. Cause well, okay. So what you're talking about though is stuff that isn't necessarily the movie because she's not the main character. No, but she should be. I'm not against that idea, but why would you recommend the movie on its own terms? What's good about this movie? What do you like? What do you think people will like in it?、I、why think... recommend this? That people like this if they were very like Halloween and Christmas fans, they would really like Nightmare Before Christmas. Best of both worlds. Yeah, I'm with you. It's got plenty of spookiness,、mm-hmm. and it's also、plenty. got some very nice, good Christmas feelings. Because、yeah. if your favorite. Thing is Christmas, and then you listen to our podcast, a monster podcast, and then you like monsters. Put those together, you like Nightmare Before Christmas. You that's a good call.、It. If somebody listens to our show and likes Christmas, then this movie's pretty much in their wheelhouse. Yeah, I'm with you. And if you don't have it and you like Christmas and you listen to this podcast, get it. Immediately after this video <laughs> podcast, yeah, podcast, and you can get it on Blu-ray and DVD、yeah. and all that stuff. We have it on Blu-ray and DVD, the twentieth anniversary edition, which also comes with some nice bonus features, including the original、uh, short film of Frankenweenie by Tim Burton. What? It sounds like a Frankenstein candy. No, Frank and Weenie. It's a it's a wiener dog, like a little dog, but it's he brings it back to life. There's a whole feature film about it that I guess you haven't seen, so we should probably rectify that, huh? Yeah. 
Well, what time is it? It's time to do beastly best. What's the coolest monster moment in this movie, Alistair? Hmm. My favorite moment in the movie is the part where you see the guy under the stairs with the snakes in his hair and his fingers are snakes. I like oh man, that moment. Yeah, that's in cool. the place is dark, and I also like the one. I am the one hiding under your bed with the big teeth and the eyes glowing red. Yeah, you remember these songs quite well. And at the end of those, I am the one with the tearaway face. Oh yeah, there's some good ones in there. Yeah, my beastly best is the whole montage of the kids opening the presents that Jack leaves for them. Oh, tons of cool monsters there. You get the snake that eats the tree. You get the shrunken head. You get the crazy bat thing that flies after the kids, and the evil duck. With like oh. bullet wounds, and you get the no, jack o' lantern jack in the box that's chasing the kid up the stairs. It, it was the it was the pumpkin king flying doll, is what it was. Yeah, the like the weird bat, cat, crazy evil doll thing. That looks like cool. the pumpkin king, and it could fly. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, kind of. It has a skeleton esque quality, but and kind it, of a cat like. Like, and the duck did like. Every time, I, that was my best. That's your sound best duck of the duck going up the thing. It's like a spooky sound. Is that spooky? I'm trying to do what the duck does. Okay. So, yeah. You ready to get spooked? Yep. It's time to be spooked. Spookiest moment in the movie, Alistair. What would you say? Um, the spookiest moment is when, at the end of the movie, when the guy gets up and yells, it freaked me out a little. Which guy? Um, the Pumpkin King, after he gets hit in the back, and oh. Joe falls off. When he decides that he's the Pumpkin King, finally, yeah. and he accepts his role. And then he yelled, oh. it freaked me out. Dude, he's second. kind of ominous, yeah, because yeah. he's... He accepts that he can't be the nice guy. He's a monster. Yeah. And he fully embraces it. Yeah. All right. Man, I guess I would also say I think the spookiest stuff is probably during that montage when the kids are opening the presents. I think that's a spooky idea. So, opening a present and you expect it to be from Santa Claus and for it to be nice. And it's an evil jack-o'-lantern trying to eat you or something. It's basically two times in a row. Yeah. So you think that whole thing is, like, spooky? It's my favorite part of the movie. Okay. I, to me, the movie hinges on that, whatever, three minutes of film. Yeah. Oh, my favorite monster in that is that reef monster. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. The, the, the wreath that's hung on the door that grows tentacles, vine yeah, tentacles. and it has these giant eyes. Yeah, and it attacks the lady sitting in her chair. Yeah. And it, like, wraps around the lady and, like, starts whipping her, basically. Yeah, that's probably the spookiest part because we only see that in silhouette. We only see, like, the shadow. Exactly. That's what in silhouette means. We only oh. see the shadow of it. And, like, you can hear her screaming. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Or I could just punch its fine in half. you just punch it? That's what you'd do? Or if I had... 
Well, so you're a, you're a bit of a different I, kid though, because I, you're the kind of kid who I, might not run away. You do a podcast about fighting yeah, monsters, yeah? so you might fight the monsters. Maybe. Yeah. I would just punch him in his eye. Yeah, I would take care of him, I think. And then split him in half? Yeah, why Maybe. not? Well, anything else to say about The Nightmare Before Christmas? Disney's Tim Burton's Henry Selick's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, no? It gets the owl seal of approval. Check it out. This episode was requested, by the way, by patron... Tony Vandenbosch. Yeah, nicely done, man. Absolutely. So thank you, Tony, for this request. We were debating what to do for our Christmas episode. Last year, of course, uh, we talked about Gremlins. So it was only a matter of time before we got to this one. Watched Gremlins later before we did this movie. Oh, yeah. We watch Gremlins every year. That's mandatory holiday viewing around Frankenstein's monkey farm. So cool. Yeah, it's worth watching. Yeah, it's a good movie. And so thank you, Tony. Also, we want to quickly, because this is our end of the year podcast here. This is the last one, obviously, we're going to be putting out in 2017. So we want to give some end of the year shout outs and then give you an idea of what's coming up on CadaverCast going into the beginning of next year because we've got some plans and we're going to lay them out here for you. But first of all, shout out to the rest of our patrons at Word Salad Productions. If you go to patreon.com slash word salad, you can support all the Word Salad shows, including us. Do you remember the names that I was going to shout out to? Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, Before we get to those... Shout out specifically to our newest patron, Drew Hallam. Sorry, Drew, if I'm saying your name wrong. Uh, Drew just came to the show recently via another Word Salad Productions show, The Countdown Movies and TV Reviews. And Drew's quickly become a good friend of the show. So, Drew, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for keeping in touch. And thank you, of course, to other folks who aren't podcasts. We'll get to the Potter and Family folks here in a second. But thank you also to Cult Credentials, who supports us on Twitter big time, uh, at Cult Credentials on Twitter, as well as PK versus the World on YouTube. PK is a really good friend of the show. And let's move on to the Potter and Family podcasts and other podcasts in general who support us, because the support we get from them is invaluable. So lately, recently, we found ourselves featured on the Succotash show where they talked about us. Thank you, of course, to Hugh, who runs what show? The Undead Wookiee. Uh-huh. Our pals in Kansas City, Nightmare Junkhead, which is... Seriously, seek them out. They've been big supporters of us. We're big supporters of them. Nightmare Junkhead. Stories, Fables, Ghostly Tales, Heavy Metal Horror Cast, Screaming Queens, Gidget Von LaRue from the Retro Cinema Podcast, Slums of Film History... Also, shout out to our young friends at the Spook Factory podcast. If you like what we do, these dudes are like nine years old, and it's just the two of them. It's their own show. Yeah, we looked at their stuff. They are their own show without their dad or anything. Yeah, it's just the kids. Yeah. And of course, all of our word salad shows as well. Quote unquote guilty, the countdown movies and TV reviews, tune in pod. And dealing with Philip. But Alistair, 
wanted to give another shout out back to Pitney and Amelia. Yeah, Pitney and Amelia's show is one that I've been listening to quite a bit, and I'm gonna tell you this. So, the the girl in the thing said, Amelia. Yeah, Amelia said, "What about Jeff from Cadavercast?" And and Pitney said, "That's the one with the kid." And Amelia said, "That that's Al. I might be his biggest fan." Yeah, man. You got fans. You should see the、yeah. smile on this kid's face right now. It's exciting, right? Yeah. Because here we are, holiday season, giving joy to the world, right? Yeah. Making people happy. <laughs> so, Pitney and Amelia, thank you so much. Yeah. And who else? Oh, Test Pattern. Recently, Test Pattern as well been been giving us a number of shoutouts. So, thank you, Test Pattern. I also here at the end of the year want to give an enormous shout out to Linnea Quigley. Yes. Also, I don't think anyone has been done this, but she called me on the phone. Oh yeah, you don't think Linnea Quigley's ever called anybody else on the phone? No. No.、Nope. I don't think anybody. No, nobody. No. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Only me. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, Linnea brought a ton of happiness to my、yeah. boy here. We spent a bit of time talking to her at a marathon here、yeah. in Chicago, and Al did an impromptu monster dance. We did a whole mini episode about it, but then she called him up on the phone, and it was it was really sweet. And so, Linnea, thank you so much. But thank you to everybody who supported the show. Yeah, thank you for supporting us. Yeah, to give you a heads up on what's going on here. We will be on a, like a three week break, which isn't that unusual. We only put out two a month, but、yeah. we will be back the weekend of the thirteenth of January. Yes, we're going to record another installment of Who the Al Is for that second weekend in January, and then we will continue at the end of the month with Jantuary, our、yes. exercise in weirdness, which finds us reviewing. Ant-based movies. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. And this might be our last one. I mean, there are a couple others, but we did Empire of the Ants for this previous January, and we're gonna be talking about them. I think so, you've told me that the other time, and I don't know what them is. Well, you、so. will find out what them、yeah. is. I got it on VHS for us. It's like it says them because it's them ants. Them ants. Yeah. Yeah. Them ants. Eh. <laughs> so,、uh, that's what's up in January, and we're gonna keep going with the. You mean January? January, yes. And we're gonna keep going with who the Al is. Not really sure what the next installment's going to be. We'll have to work that is. out. It's、oh. Pinhead. Oh, Pinhead! You want to do Pinhead? Yeah. It might be Pinhead. So <laughs> that that'll be a strange exercise because Al does recognize Pinhead. It will be interesting to pick his brain about what he thinks Pinhead actually is. So we will be back the second weekend of January. Well, I guess、uh, let's jump into our social media stuff. Follow us on Twitter at Cadaver underscore Cast. You can find us on Facebook at Cadaver Cast. That is one word. Email us at cadavercast at gmail dot com, and that again is one word. And you can support the show by supporting the Word Salad Productions Network by heading on over to Patreon.com/slash Word Salad. 
And every little bit helps there over at patreon.com slash wordsalad. And what we pull in here at CadaverCast, of course, goes not just to basic upkeep, but anything over that goes into a savings account for Al's college fund. Me. Him. Me. Ooh, Ebenezer. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... I think it's about time you sign us out, my boy. Yep. You've been listening to Cadavercast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm his dad, Jeff Burnham. And thanks for listening. We love ya. Ebenezer. Ooh.